Welcome to the Acupuncture Marketing School podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Grassick, and I'm here to help you get visible in your community, take marketing action with confidence, and get more patience in your practice and more money in your pocket every week. We both know you're a talented, passionate acupuncturist and that acupuncture has the power to change lives. So let's dive right into this episode and talk about how you can reach more patients. Hey there, welcome. Today is episode number 26. It also happens to be the last episode of 2021, which absolutely blows my mind. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a moment to say thank you so much for being here with me, for tuning in and listening to this podcast. It really means a lot that you find it helpful enough to keep coming back. You know how much I love sharing new marketing ideas and perspectives, and of course, this podcast could not exist without you. And a special thank you to everyone who's left a review of the podcast. I'm so thrilled that it's helping you build your confidence with marketing and giving you ideas to help you feel inspired to grow your own business. So whether you've been here this entire year or this is your first episode, I am very, very grateful to be here with you. I hope it helps you reach more patients with this incredible medicine and have an even bigger impact in your community. So one more time, thank you for being here. Today, we're talking about what marketing actually worked to help build my acupuncture practice in 2021. If you missed last episode, number 25, that was all about the marketing that did not work to build my practice. You know that I like to think about marketing as a grand experiment. That's the approach I like to take. And part of that means that you don't take the outcome personally. The outcome is just data. It's information for you to use to improve your marketing in the future. And in addition, you know that I also really just love marketing. So those two things combined mean that I tried a lot of different marketing in 2021. If you missed last episode, I really recommend tuning in to listen to my marketing fails because of course, along with those failures came a lot of insights on what I could have done better to make those things a success as well as what I would recommend for you if you're going to try those things in your own practice. And I'm happy to make the mistakes so that you don't have to. And the last thing I want to say before we jump in today is another quick thank you to everyone who attended the AccuBiz Planathon last Sunday, December 5th. It was such an absolute pleasure to hang out with you virtually on a Sunday morning and talk about what went right in 2021, what you want to carry forward into 2022, and all of your big, exciting plans for this upcoming year with your practice. I loved hearing how many people remodeled something in their office, how many people moved to an entirely new office space, and how many people started a brand new practice last year. So it was inspirational for me to be there with you. And I'm so grateful for everyone who showed up and engaged. If you missed the AccuBids Planathon, I just released the replay. It's $47 and you can go through it at your own pace. So if you weren't in a planning mood earlier this month, but you're feeling ready now for some serious planning, I definitely recommend downloading the replay. I hope you love it. 
even though it's not live, I think you'll still feel like you're participating with all the other acupuncturists who were there. You will hear what they're working on, what their successes and failures were, what they would do differently, and their big plans for next year. I know it's easy for us to feel isolated as solopreneurs in our clinics. And one of the best parts of the Planathon is realizing that you are not alone. You're not alone in your struggles, in your successes, and in the goals that you have for 2022. Um, it's nice to be reminded that you are part of such a wonderful, warm community as an acupuncturist. So I will put the link in the show notes and thank you one more time for everyone who showed up last weekend. I really had a blast and I hope you did too. Okay, let's talk about the five marketing strategies that genuinely helped to grow my practice in 2021. I've been taking notes about this episode and really thinking about it quite a bit for over two months, I kept coming back to the same question to keep me on track. Where did my new patients actually come from this year? Often marketing can look successful from the outside. For example, a marketing campaign can get a lot of engagement, particularly on social media. So it looks successful. Or maybe you have emails with a lot of click-throughs or a high open rate. And that is one metric for success. But the question at the end of the day that I think is always going to be most important for us is, did you get patience from a particular marketing strategy? Where did they come from? I think it's also important to remember when you're assessing your marketing from the past, you know, three months, six months, a year, that most marketing really requires three months of consistency before you can really make a judgment and say, is this working? Or is it not working? Is it worth the investment of my time, money, and energy? Most marketing requires a little bit of time to mature, to really get rooted before it reveals whether it's working or not. So that's why I'm excited to do this review of my entire year, because turning around and looking back, I feel like I can see the bigger picture of what worked to bring in patients over the long term and what didn't. And I'm excited to share these things with you. One last thing I want to add just for clarity is that I'll really be assessing 2021 up through November of this year. In episode 23, I talked about my Instagram marketing strategy for November and December of this year. I will be publishing every single day on Instagram through the end of the year. And because I'm still in the middle of that, I won't actually be including the results of that in this episode. I'll probably share my thoughts on that particular Instagram marketing strategy in late January or even early February. Okay, so what are these five marketing strategies that worked the best to bring in new patients in 2021? I'm going to start out with the most basic and then lead up to the number one thing that worked the best. So the first thing is, of course, referrals. <laughs> I think most acupuncturists get the majority of their new patients from referrals. So this is probably no surprise. And I know it sounds kind of basic, but it is a valid marketing strategy and it works. It worked for me this year and I just can't leave it out because we're being realistic here, right? Interestingly, I would say that in 2021, I got referrals from healthcare providers that I established relationships with back in 2019 and 2020. 
So if you're new here, you might not know this, or even if you've been around for a while, you might have missed me talking about this, but I started a brand new practice in a new location from scratch in March of 2019. So in 2019, I did a lot of work to build relationships with other healthcare providers in my community. And I worked on it in early 2020, and since then, it hasn't really been on my radar to actively build a lot of new relationships, both from COVID and the difficulty of meeting new people face-to-face in 2020, and then because my practice became a lot busier in 2021, and I just had less time to devote to it. But despite that, I still get regular referrals from a chiropractor, a couple of massage therapists, and a couple of Um, private practice therapists who are near my office. And I refer to them regularly as well. My point here is that if you establish a strong foundation for any kind of marketing in the beginning, it's very likely to still provide dividends for you later on when you don't have as much time to invest in it. Does that make sense? So even though I haven't actively been seeking new referrals or referral partners, and I'm just maintaining the status quo with the referral partnerships I have, they are still one of the best ways that I get new patients because we started on a strong foundation in the beginning. And I'll say that one of the things I'd like to improve in 2022 is taking the time to introduce myself and get to know other healthcare providers in my area because there are plenty and kind of doing outreach to email and visit as many chiropractors, massage therapists, nutritionists, and therapists that I can, making it strategic again to really increase the volume of referrals. And I want to share how I like to approach this because I think it helps a lot when you're introducing yourself to people in your community, either this could be other business owners or healthcare providers, but let's say that you're introducing yourself via email. I recommend focusing on what's in it for this other person and why they should care to make an effort to get to know you. The angle that I recommend is introducing yourself briefly and then saying, how can I support you and your clients? How can we support our community together? Of course, we all know the goal here is referrals, But the idea is we're not asking for the referral right away. I find that the response from people is warmer and stronger if you offer them something before you ask for something. Let them know that supporting them, their small business, and their patients is what is top of mind for you. So for example, you could say, this is my specialty, and I would love to know, what are the kind of patients that you love to treat? so I can send them your way, so that I recognize them when I see them in my own practice and I know they're a great fit for you, okay? And then you can say, I'd love to stop by and meet you at your office, pick up some of your business cards, and it naturally becomes reciprocal, right? They're going to ask you for your business cards and you'll have a chance to talk about what kind of patients you're looking for who are a great fit for your practice. But the idea here is that you're primarily there to support them, and that's how you are starting this professional relationship. I've always had a good experience coming at it from that perspective. 
So the second thing that brought in new patients this year was Instagram. Now, I just said I'm not going to talk about my most recent Instagram marketing campaign in November and December because it's not quite done yet. But I can see looking back that Instagram has been a source of new patients throughout the year, even before this November, December campaign. And I have not showed up quite as often on Instagram as I would have liked to in 2021, but because I established some really strong Instagram marketing in 2019 and 2020 for this new practice, that has really carried me through. Just like the referrals, it's continued to generate dividends. I get new followers regularly, and that translates to new patients. The primary type of patients that I get from Instagram, just to give you an idea, are cosmetic acupuncture and anxiety patients. On my Instagram account, I focus on talking about natural skincare and how that leads into, of course, cosmetic acupuncture. And then I also take the time to talk about acupuncture for anxiety, pain, and digestion a fair amount on my account as well. I feel like people start to follow me initially because of their interest in natural skincare. And this is a good time to mention that, honestly, skincare does really well on Instagram. It's uh, typically beautiful and visually appealing, and that just goes a long way on Instagram. So I talk a lot about natural skincare products, and I share, you know, beautiful amethyst and rose quartz gua sha tools and jade rollers. I share my favorite face serums with Chinese herbs in it and my favorite masks infused with Chinese herbs, etc. That kind of content does really well on Instagram. It grabs people's attention. And I think that's one reason I get new cosmetic patients from the platform. Plus, spending time teaching people about it over and over to help them understand what cosmetic acupuncture entails so they can self-select and decide if it's a good fit for them. That helps a ton, right? The educational content. And it also is a great place to be enthusiastic about the specialty I have, the cosmetic acupuncture, and really get people excited about it and help them understand why is it so special? Why is it so wonderful? Okay, so again, I think that skincare tends to do well on Instagram because Instagram is so visual. And I think that People begin following my account for their interest in natural skincare, and if they stick around, they also have the opportunity to learn about acupuncture for anxiety. And so if they don't come for cosmetic acupuncture, usually they end up coming in for anxiety. So that's just been how that has played out on my Instagram account this year. The next thing that worked really well to grow my practice was sending email newsletters. Every time I sent an email newsletter, I would get patients on my schedule. Sometimes it was brand new patients, and sometimes it was reactivating old patients. It was primarily this year reactivating old patients. And here's something to think about. So I'll give you a little backstory. In 2021, I did not actively grow my email subscriber list. I planned to because it's so important, but I redid my website twice this year, which I do not recommend, and I did a rebrand at the same time. So new logo, new professional photos, new color scheme, you name it. So first I paid someone a pretty minimal amount to redo my website, and I was not happy with it. So I decided to scrap it all and do it on my own, and I have been slowly 
completing those updates towards the end of this year. And I'm quite happy with how it's turning out. But that means that for most of this year, I wasn't able to build my email newsletter list because most of those links were broken, right? And that's terrible. (laughs) You never want to let that happen, but sometimes life just keeps moving on without you, right? So I have a pretty great lead magnet. It's a free ebook that lists my favorite natural skincare products how to choose clean beauty products, what ingredients to avoid, etc. And I had that set up as a pop-up on my website and it's clearly geared toward my ideal patients, the people who are interested in natural skincare. But as I said, I had that turned off for most of the year because while I was redoing the website, those links were basically broken. So my point is this, that I had success in marketing to my email newsletter subscribers but I didn't have a lot of new people on that list. I was marketing to current patients and past patients. So even if you are not actively collecting new emails, you still need to send regular emails to your current and former patients so that you can reactivate people and essentially remind them of how wonderful you are, how wonderful acupuncture is, and that they need to make an appointment. It is effective. From the research, it's seven to eight times easier to reactivate an old client than it is to convince someone new to become your patient. So don't underestimate the power of simple, basic email newsletters. And I'll add that another goal for my marketing in 2022 is to focus on growing my email list with local followers by re uh relaunching that skincare PDF and the email funnel that's attached to it. So I have an email funnel that people go through when they sign up for that skincare lead magnet. The emails all teach them about uh, natural skincare and how cosmetic acupuncture fits into uh, a natural approach to skin wellness perfectly. Okay. So I had this funnel built out since 2020. It just needs to be basically hooked up again and turned back on. So I'm really excited for that now that my website is done. The next thing that worked really well for building my practice this year was something that I talked about in depth in episode 19, the simple marketing campaign that I launched in July that made August my highest revenue month ever at my practice. So I offered $20 off a cosmetic acupuncture facial. I have this signature service at my office that I call the acupuncture glow facial. And I offered a discount for the first time ever. And that is really what this marketing campaign was all about. I showed up consistently on Instagram. I emailed my newsletter subscribers consistently about this sale. And I got in front of new audiences by emailing through my local chamber of commerce and getting in front of other chamber members. Okay. So I won't talk a ton about it right now in this episode, because if you're interested, definitely listen to episode number 19. It is super detailed. I share every aspect of this marketing campaign and how you can replicate it in your practice, whether or not you want to offer a discount, you know, alternatives to offering a discount if you can't do that. And I cover things I could have done better to make it a success, right? So one thing I want to add before I move on was that this was unique because it was essentially a flash sale. And it was one of the few instances where 
the marketing all happened within a couple weeks and then it increased my revenue right away the following month. So I saw results within four weeks of the end of this sale as opposed to typically having to wait for that three-month cycle to evaluate whether my marketing was effective. Okay, so I knew that it was effective right away and that's relatively uncommon. So um, it was also super low cost. The whole thing out of pocket only cost me $50 in advertising. Okay, so don't miss that episode. It's number 19. Okay, and I've saved the best for last. The most important thing I did this year to bring new patients in the door was to consistently ask happy patients for Google reviews. Now, I have some thoughts to share on this because I know it sounds basic, right? Kind of like getting referrals, but that's a good thing because that means that it's easy to to implement in your practice as long as you live in a country where you can use testimonials to market your practice. And that's ideal, right? Like just because something is simple and basic doesn't mean that it can't be phenomenally effective. And to have your most effective marketing effort also be the most straightforward, talk about serious bang for your buck, right? Amazing ROI for your effort. So I have about 45, I think 46 five-star Google reviews for my practice right now. And um, the closest person near me, I think has 28. And then everybody else has like zero to three. Okay. So I know for a fact that I have patients who drive an hour to see me because of my Google reviews. They have told me that they chose my practice because they realized first that I had a lot more Google reviews than the other people nearby. And then once they started digging in and reading the reviews, they were convinced that they had to come see me. Now, my friend, I am not special. I am not an exceptional acupuncturist by any means. I have never believed that I have any special gift. There is nothing I have that you do not have, okay? There's nothing I have that the acupuncturists near me don't have. I know for a fact that the acupuncturists around me are very, very good you know, especially in within their specialties. They have more experience than me. Uh, they're better at diagnosis, etc. But here's the thing. Google reviews matter. They are an important piece, sometimes the most important piece of the decision-making process for a lot of new patients. So people are willing to drive to see me even though they could find someone who's a great fit for them probably like 20 minutes away from their house. And they know that there's other acupuncturists near them, but they choose to come see me instead and make the drive because of the Google reviews. Okay, so let's talk about this. I feel like I feel like this requires some tough love, right? Both for me <laughs> as the person with all the Google reviews and for you, right? The person who's thinking about, man, I should really get more Google reviews. So I already shared the tough love for me, right? And that is that I am not special. There are many acupuncturists, as I said, in my area who I know are more gifted and experienced than myself. Um, They probably get better results, but Google is making it look like I might be more talented, that I might be the better choice. Okay, and if you flip that around, that's really the tough love for you or for anyone out there who 
isn't actively collecting Google reviews, okay? Because if you're not, then the acupuncturist down the road who might not be as good as you is getting the new patients simply because they're willing to ask for reviews and be visible in this way. So don't let that person take all the patients. You are so good at what you do and no one does it quite like you. Your ideal patients deserve to be able to find you, right? Because you are the best match for them. And Google reviews are one of the number one ways to stand out in a crowded market. So take a look at the number of reviews that nearby acupuncturists have. And just know that if you start consistently asking happy patients for reviews right now, you are probably going to be surprised at how fast it builds. You will very likely quickly outpace your competition in your total number of Google reviews, especially if they are not actively and regularly asking their patients for reviews. Okay, you're going to get more reviews than them long term. And really, it builds pretty quickly. Okay, people underestimate how many patients they have who are willing to make the effort to leave you a great review if you only ask them. And this is important. When you ask, make sure you include the direct link to the review page on your Google business profile. Or, you know, if you're collecting Yelp reviews or something else, that's fine too. But collect, I'm sorry, but give them the link that goes directly to your review page. That's essential because you want to cut out all of the extra work. You want to make this as easy as humanly possible for them to just click one button and be able to tap on five stars and give you a review. So I have a whole episode on Google reviews, how to ask for them, how to get started, how to start growing them rapidly. So definitely tune into that if this interests you. It's episode number 12. I think that you will find that out of all of the things you can do to market your practice in 2022, this is going to have a huge impact. I hope this episode gives you lots of great ideas for your marketing in 2022. I hope you're able to take some time this month to process how you want to show up, how you want to get visible, and where you want to put your energy with your marketing in 2022. Think about what works well for your unique practice, your community, what your ideal patients respond to, and then start crafting a marketing plan that you can be consistent with. Again, I invite you to download the replay of the AccuBiz Planathon to help you review your own marketing in 2021 and get your plans organized and really have fun doing it. Okay, so if you need help setting up your next steps to reach your big goals, I think you'll really enjoy the planathon. I'll pop the link in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me. I love talking about marketing with you. Whatever the rest of the year brings for you, I hope you have the opportunity to rest and have some downtime with the people and the pets that you love and to celebrate in whatever ways really nourish you and fill you up. I appreciate you. I'll see you in 2022.